At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as the 2021 slash 22 NFL season is in the books. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams who defeated the Bengals in the Super Bowl 23-20, becoming the second straight team to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium after the Bucs did so a season ago. Cooper Cup was your MVP cashing those plus 700 or 650 or 600 or 550 or 500 tickets, depending on when you got it in, because I feel like by far Cooper Cup was one of the more heavy liabilities when it comes from the book book's perspective. And we'll get the book's perspectives in just a minute here. Cup finishes, eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Stafford, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. I thought he was going to win the MVP because the two interceptions were really not bad interceptions. The first one was essentially a punt. It's third and 14. He's chucking it down to the end zone. It's a jump ball. He underthrew it. He tried to hit Van Jefferson. It winds up being an interception. Okay. When you throw an interception on third and long, that's a punt. So consider it a touchback punt, whatever. And then he throws the pass that goes right off the hands of Skoranek into the defender's hands for his second interception. So I thought maybe you would, people would, the voters, kind of ignore those picks and just give it to Stafford for the 283 and the three touchdowns because he was great on that final drive. But you don't have that final drive without Cooper Cup. Cup should have been in consideration for the MVP of the regular season. And this award was the icing on the cake for his incredible season. I mentioned the book's perspective. Let's get that right now with our good friend, Dwayne Colucci, the race and sportsbook uh, manager over at the Rampart. And Dwayne, when it came to this game, favorite winning outright, but underdog covering, how did the book make out? Oh, well, we did good, Scott. I'll be honest with you. You know, you knocked down all those money line 
bets on the Bengals and the Rams still don't cover the actual point spread. So, you know, uh, myself and Chris Andrews, we discussed right before kickoff, best case scenario, Rams by one, two or three. And that came out. And, you know, that's just the side and the total basically that we were discussing because we had so many prop bets, especially at the Rampart. I mean, handle was off the hook, Scott. And, you know, like you said, I mean, Cooper Cup was just fabulous. This guy did it all year. And he was so instrumental on that final drive, even with the three penalties uh, consecutive, basically, that the Bengals took. He was the major factor. He was the guy being held, being pulled down. Uh, you know, he even got that one run on the pitch play, seven yards. He was able to get a first down, which was a big gamble by McVeigh. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a defensive game. And once Odell Beckham was removed from the equation, it became more and more difficult for Stafford to move the ball. And like you just touched upon, you know, the two interceptions, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't really overlook them just because of the way that Cup and Donald played. I mean, this was just an amazing performance by the Rams defense. Uh, a couple of times, I really thought Burrow wasn't going to come back into the game. He, uh, you know, they crushed his ankle on that mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. play. And I mean, the rush, the pass rush and the sacks, it was just an incredible performance by that defense. And they really played well at home. And wasn't that the biggest story coming into this game, Dwayne? That's what everyone was saying. It's the Rams defensive front seven, that pass rush against this, you know, whatever you want to say about them, offensive line for the Bengals that has had their troubles all season long. I mean, Burrow's been sacked more than anybody. And then in the playoffs, especially, we all know about that Titans game. So this was the story all along. I know that there was major liability in town here on Aaron Donald to be the MVP. Was there a sweat? from you guys over at the Rampart in South Point when you saw Donald's performance that potentially he could be named the most valuable player. Well, he definitely took control of the game on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, I felt pretty confident that Cooper Cup was going to get the award once the game wore on. But, yeah, definitely, Scott, there was a sweat period there. The Rams' defense was controlling the line of scrimmage. Obviously, Cincinnati has massive problems on the offensive line. I mean, if that offensive line improves, we may see a different outcome. But also, there was the play against Ramsey that the refs totally missed. I mean, a face mask that resulted in seven seven points. Uh, Chase was basically shut down. He didn't play his greatest game, a drop that was key and instrumental on a third down. And, uh, you know, definitely this was a difficult game for Cincinnati and they just couldn't show what they showed against the chiefs on the road in their previous big games uh, or big performances. And it's so difficult. I mean, you got to give them credit. Like you said, the Titan game, then beating the chiefs, how many games could you win on the road? And they were in a good position to win the game, but total credit to Matt Stafford and the boys, and especially Cup. They got it done that last drive, even though there were penalties. Cincinnati has to stop that, and Cincinnati's defense played really well, you know, during the game, during the course, and especially th uh, second and third quarter, but it was totally a sweat with Donald up until Cooper Cup's performance in the fourth quarter. As far as the props go uh, from you guys over at the Rampart, you said that it was robust, uh, the offerings and the action as well. So when it comes to the handle, when it came to the liability, which was the best prop for the house and which was the worst prop for the house? 
Wow, that's a great question. Probably the worst was the MVP award because Cooper Cup was a very, very popular pick. Also, several of his props, will he score during the course of the game and whatnot. Uh, I didn't really see all the numbers on what we made the most money on, Scott, but I'll definitely revamp if I had to take Dwayne, if I had to take down. a guess, if I had to take a guess, yeah. I bet yeah. you made the most money on the touchback on the opening kickoff because – all, the conversation all week was about, you know, the 26 of the last 28 Super Bowls. It was not a touchback. You had Pat McAfee coming out and explaining how the, the kickers get a different football for the opening kickoff. They don't get to to doctor it or, 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 defl- or play with it at all. They have to kick it, and then the ball gets taken out of the game. And we saw books uh, adjust the line and the juice on the no touchback from a plus money to a minus uh, juice. And, of course, it winds up being a touchback, and everyone loses. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was unique. And you did have two, uh, two good kickers, though, in this game. So, yeah, that was definitely where we faced a little liability on that prop. Also, a good prop was that the longest field goal would be more than the points scored in the yeah. game. That was <laughs> wow. really bet down. You know, yeah, that was something that was uh, at a plus. I believe we opened it at 220, and it got bet down to a plus 130. So, you know, that was another prop that it, it really sticks out. But we did get hurt on the sacks, obviously. That was the talk all week as well, you know, over on the Rams and over total sacks for the game, which were three and a half, I think, Rams and five and a half for the game. And uh, what they have seven or eight in the game. So, you know, that was never a sweat for the public there. Those were a couple of the ones that the public really focused on, Scott. But, you know, we did really well, I have to say, you know, with the money line. Plus, we had the 105 juice on the straight bets. So that attracted a lot of business. And even though the South Point took that huge bet on the under 49, I think it was 110,000 that uh, Jimmy Vaccaro posted out there, yep. we still were able to overcome. And there, there was definitely a lot of over money in this game and especially the the parlays tied into the Rams. So, you know, overall, when you look at it, there's so many props that we put up on the board, 20 pages, and we're definitely, if we lose a couple, we're going to overcome with the massive handle and the massive options. So it, it was a great Super Bowl and the handle was just off the hook. The rampart, the line was out the door. I couldn't believe <laughs> how many people chose Scott to bet so late. You know, you have two weeks to bet the game, and everybody's lining up Sunday, an hour and a half, two hours before the game. And it, it was just a great feel. And we, we had a great party atmosphere, a great crowd. And it was just a really good uh, handle and overall win for our racing sports books at the rampart in South Point. What was the roar like? From the opening coin toss. Once it gets announced that the call was tails and the toss winds up being heads. What was the uh, crowd's reaction? Yeah, you know, there's there's always a lot of money on that prop, believe it or not, Scott. There's people that uh, bet out on that. So, yeah, there was a nice roar and a couple of grumbles and moans. And, you know, you also have will the team defer or accept. So, you had that as well. And, you know, there's so many props. And Super Bowl, that's what makes it so great, Scott. That's our best time of the year, our best handle. Any bookmaker will tell you that. And I've witnessed so many now from behind the counter. And it just gets better and better each year, to be honest with you. Sometimes the games don't, you know, in the halftime entertainment, although this year the halftime was pretty good. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it really was, you know. So it was a very overall entertaining uh, performance 
by the Rams as well as the halftime. And Cincinnati came to play. Real credit there. That's a young team. Joe Burrow has got a lot of heart, and this guy's going to be around for quite a while, barring injuries. So, you know, definitely it's going to be interesting to see if they make some offensive line improvements moving forward, and that will just enhance their, uh, you know, possible return to the Super Bowl. Dwayne, appreciate the time during this football season. Uh, Great content. Look forward to continuing the conversations as we shift the attention to college basketball, the NBA, and, of course, you and I will get to talk some hockey as well, brother. Yeah, definitely, Scott. There's only 300 college basketball games this week that we can dabble in. And the NHL, we love that. Thanks for having me on, as always, brother. I appreciate it. Take it easy, Dwayne. There's Dwayne Clucci from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. Hey, earlier today, our own Brent Musburger sat down with legendary sports better Billy Walters for only his second public interview. The full hour of this exclusive interview with one of the most feared sports betters of our time is currently available on vcin.com. Watch the full interview for free right now only on vcin.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Get seven days of free picks from any two experts at Picks and Parlays. They have a roster of 25 world class handicappers that have been helping sports bettors for over a decade. Their experts use statistical data, trends, and analytics, backed with a full leaderboard for transparency. Get your free week of picks starting today. Text VSIN to 775-365-PICK. Again, that's VSIN to 775-365-PICK. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we head out to Los Angeles and we welcome in host of the Los Angeles City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VEASAN. She's Danielle Alvari. And Danielle, the Rams, was there ever a doubt that we, they were going to win this one going away, right? I mean, I had doubts. I had moments, <laughs> of course. But I think that the logic came through, right? Throughout the week, we talked about everybody wanted Rams money line or a way to bet them that way because the four or the four and a half was just a terrible number to look at. And we see how sharp that number was, actually. And thank you to a missed PAT, actually, for covering there. Uh, but I think that the Rams were built for this, right? Built to win now. They went all in, and this is what they needed to be able to accomplish, and they did. And you look at this team uh, and everything that they accomplished all season long and what they did in this game. Cooper Cup, I thought 
Stafford had a chance to be the MVP because of the, the, the final drive, but you don't have that final drive without Cooper Cup. Plus, like a lot of people were suggesting going into this game, if Cooper Cup had the type of performance like he had, this Super Bowl MVP was kind of also a nod to his incredible regular season. Absolutely. And I think when we talk about long shots with these MVP odds, everybody wanted to go Aaron Donald on this. And you could make an argument for that as well, especially in recency of what we saw as the last play. But um, Jalen Ramsey was also talked about. These other ones were talked about. No one really talked about Cooper Cup as much, even though he was my biggest concern outside of Matt Stafford if the Rams were going to win this. And he was only 6-1, to 7-1 in some spots. I think people just wanted this number of odds or just were more attracted to Aaron Donald at 16-1. to But Cooper Cup was my one concern because even if you look at the game winning for the Rams versus the Bucks, you could say that that was Matt Stafford made this heroic pass. But really, does he make that pass if it's not to Cooper Cup? Mm. And how many times did they go to Cooper Cup on that final drive with that touchdown? I don't think they – and, you know, you say this all the time about lots of different players, but I don't think they win this. Uh, without without them, no, they don't win. They don't win this without Cooper Cup, and especially when Odell Beckham Jr. goes down. That game completely changed. And I, I, I'm honest. I, I told everybody for the past two weeks, I bet over on Odell everything, and thankfully, I hit Odell to score the first touchdown of the game because it saved my night, Danielle. Because nothing else really came through for me. But <laughs> that there's no doubt changed the game it changed the approach it changed the the confidence I think for Matthew Stafford as well because I don't think besides Cooper Cup he had trust in anybody else to catch the football yeah absolutely and and like you said when OBJ was kind of ruled out of the mix then it became oh no what are the Rams going to do here Um, and he obviously didn't trust being able to go to anybody besides Cup yeah, Ben Skronik dropping balls. Uh, you know, they obviously Higby not playing, and Van Jefferson didn't even attempt to uh, jump for that ball during the interception. Uh, speaking of OBJ, it's going to be a free agent. This knee injury, we don't know the severity of it just yet. Do you think we see him back in a Rams uniform next season? It'll be really interesting to see who we do see back in a Rams uniform. I know there was a lot of skeptics about Aaron Donald returning as well, but then after the game, he's saying as long as Sean McVay is there, that he wants to be there and be a part of that legacy. So this team could look really different. We talked about this before we came on air. Matt Stafford has another year. I don't know why OBJ wouldn't stay in this situation, especially because you just won the Super Bowl. So I think getting that ring takes a lot of pressure off of these guys. Um, and keeping this team together would obviously be a great situation, I think, for OBJ especially, because having Cooper Cup as that number one has really freaked him up to kind of step back into his own. Do you think that the, the, the fact that they went all in to win this year is going to have an effect on Sean McVay's decision for the future? Because, look, he says that he might want to take some time away. This is a young guy, you know, <laughs> and, and he wants to spend time with his family and his wife and, and enjoy himself. And okay. Is there something to maybe the fact that they did mortgage the future, trading away all those draft picks, all those commodities to win this year, and they won? So now what more is there left to do right now for Sean McVay? Well, it's really tough, right? Because we're seeing this youngest coach to win a Super Bowl in the same breath we're hearing he wants to retire possibly, at least momentarily. So that's really odd. 
but it is kind of funny, too, because they traded away all these first-round picks, and it reminds me of, like, Pete Carroll doing all of these illegal things at USC and then just getting <laughs> to the NFL. Like, that's somebody else's problem now. Yeah, so Sean McVay's going to leave and go to college and, and just leave the Rams with yeah, no draft. You know, just take some time off. With no draft picks. Uh, you know, uh, I look at this team, and, uh, and obviously the, the additions, Von Miller and, and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. paid off dividends. Uh, but if you had to look at this team, and obviously the trade for Stafford, if you had to look at this team, the the best part, the reason why they won this Super Bowl was what? And I'm not just talking about this game. I'm talking about this season as a whole. What was the best part of this 2021-22 Rams team? It's really hard to say. For me, it goes back to Aaron Donald. I don't think this team is the same team without him in the mix here. You could put Cooper Cup in that as well. But Stafford, it seems like whatever percentage you want to say he was better than Jared Goff, 10 to 15 percent maybe Mm. and that was just enough that's all they needed here i mean his interceptions are a serious problem um and then you look at mcveigh and mcveigh has a lot of question marks over his play calling and maybe he is burnt out and maybe that's why he wants to take some time off but there was a lot of things that had to go right here it's hard to point to one thing with this team because they have so many offensive weapons they brought in all these veterans they brought in von miller obj they already had cooper cup and they made that huge trade for Stafford. And so there were a lot of moving parts with this. They literally pushed all their chips in. But for me, Aaron Donald's the heart and soul of the team. And they're just not, not able to get where they've gone without. You mentioned this team could look very different next season. Uh, maybe if uh, Aaron Donald's not here, if Odell Beckham's not here, Stafford will be. It's his final year of his contract. He's a $23 million cap hit. So he'll be a Ram next season. The rest of that division, though, Danielle, there's a lot of question marks, right? The Seahawks are still in a bit of a transitional period. The 49ers will move on from Garoppolo. Trey Lance will take over. And who knows what the heck is going on with Kyler Murray and Arizona. So would you bet the Rams to repeat as division champs next season? Oh, man, so many question marks. And, geez, we just finished the football season. We're already looking ahead (laughs) to next year. But um, it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, I think that really the trouble is on the other side of the equation, right, for the AFC. I don't know how easy it's going to be for the Bengals to ever get back if you look at that that conference. And so uh, interesting because, like you mentioned, on the side with the Rams, I think that they survived the 49ers on a hope and a prayer. So – Yes, we don't know what they're going to have in Trey Lance yet, but I don't think it's necessarily a run for them to win the NFC, and especially with all the moving parts, not really sure what they're going to have. And then, yeah, John McVay, is he going to be there? Is he not? Yeah, a lot of question marks, but hey, they have the Lombardi Trophy. They accomplished the goal. They pushed their chips all in, and they won the pot. Danielle, appreciate the time and the insight, and we'll be listening to the LA City cast. Thanks so much. Thank you, Scott. There she is, Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VSIN. And there, she's right. There's, gonna, there's a lot of moving parts with this Rams team. And I know it's like, hey, the season just ended. They're still celebrating the Super Bowl victory, but you gotta, you just, it is what it is. You gotta stay it, right? OBJ's a free agent and he's coming off this now. We don't know how severe this knee injury is. Obviously, it was severe enough that he didn't come back in the game. And if he had any chance, like, if the injury was anything that was manageable, like, if they went into the locker room and they tested it and they said, okay, 
Structurally, you're okay. You can't uh, damage it further. It's just going to be about pain tolerance. OBJ's back in the game. It's the Super Bowl, right? And they needed him. But the fact that he did not come back into the, to the game makes me believe that it was serious. And it's probably structural damage, whether it's an ACL, an MCL, a PCL, whatever it is, meniscus, he tore something. And so he was not able to play. Aaron Donald might retire. He's had a tremendous career. He might call it quits. We know that Whitworth is going to be gone, so the offensive line is going to look different. What other pieces will be missing from this team? And they don't have the draft stock because they traded it all away to acquire Matthew Stafford. So it's enjoy this Super Bowl victory, but there are question marks for this team moving forward. But that's the thing in sports, too. It's like, do you, does it matter if winning's all that, that counts and they just won? Lots to celebrate. Speaking of celebrating, we'll be joined by Jason Weingarten, who is uh, going to be calling us from the Rams' celebratory uh, party here on VSIN. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the college basketball championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets, emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vsin.com slash madness to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We now head out back out to Los Angeles, and we're joined by Jason Weingarten, host of Wide World of Weingarten podcast, contributor here to VSIN. And Jason is on his way to the Rams Super Bowl party, and he was at the game. So I got to ask you, Jason, what was the atmosphere like inside SoFi Stadium? Was it you know, majority Bengals fans, Rams fans. What was that atmosphere like? You know, the uh, the Bengals fans really, really showed up. I would say there there was not a uh, there's not a majority of one or the other. Surprisingly, uh, even even though it was a home game for the Rams, it didn't it didn't really necessarily feel like it was predominantly Ram sections. Um, other than behind the benches or whatever. So, uh, you know, it just. It was a great game, and and all the credit to Cincinnati and their fans. They've of of the two Super Bowls and two NFC Championship games I've been to. They were very respectful and, and nice fans. You know, wishing each other good luck. It was. It, it sucks they had to lose, but it was a great game. Uh, you and I both hit Odell Beckham Jr. to score the first touchdown of the game. A nice plus money value there. Uh, but when it came to him, when he got hurt. How, in your mind, did that change what you were watching? It changed the entire game for the Rams because it gave uh, no second option for uh, for Stafford. With uh, with the uh, as soon as Beckham uh, Beckham went out, you know, all the focus was on Cup. There was nobody left to throw to. For some reason, Kendall Blanton wasn't even getting in the game. Uh, Bryson Hopkins had four receptions. It was just just you know by by the end there was just just Cooper Cup, basically, and you saw, you know, the second half was just beat its cup, beat its cup, beat its cup. 
Would you? Are you surprised that Cup won the MVP? Did did part of you think that Aaron Donald had a chance? Yeah, I, I thought Donald definitely was was going to win it, but I could see I could see how the voters gave it to uh, to to Cup after uh, the game winning touchdown. Yeah, I thought Stafford might have had a chance because you could have you could basically excuse the interceptions, right? The one of them was basically yeah, a punt. That's what that's what killed him. That's what killed him was the interceptions. Yeah, that, that's why he didn't win. Well, I, that's what I, I thought. You can excuse the interceptions because one of them was basically a punt. It was third and fourteen, and he chucked it to the end zone. And the other one was off of Skoranek's hands. So uh, I, I thought True. maybe people would uh, would excuse those. Um, you know, they could not get anything going on the ground, Jason. Uh, how surprised were you by their inefficiencies on the ground? And, and what did you think they could have done to address that? I was a little surprised that they couldn't get anything done with uh, the three backs they had. I was surprised they didn't get Henderson more involved. And I'm surprised they stuck with Akers so long when it was so clear that he was getting nothing. I mean, they all averaged like two yards of carry. So there wasn't much... That, uh, that they could have changed other than, you know, maybe putting in a fullback or running behind Aaron Donald. Like I mentioned to you right before we went on air, like when they got down to the one yard line, I was surprised they didn't put Aaron Donald in there. But besides that, you know, I mean, that was just the, the flow of the game. There was no, uh, there was no sustained running attack for the Rams. And they ran out, they were running out of players. They were running out of skill position players. Uh, you know, Skoranek was getting a run by the end of the game and, Bryce and Hopkins, like I mentioned, those were the guys Stafford was throwing to at the end. Dude, that would have been insane if they brought in Aaron Donald at the goal line. Uh, imagine they handed the ball off to him and let him just pound it up the middle. <laughs> that would have been incredible uh, to see. He would have definitely won the Super Bowl MVP if he did that. Uh, we're talking to Jason Wine. They, they could have run behind him. Yes, put him in as a fullback. Absolutely. That would have been. I, I'm very surprised. Now that you mentioned it, I didn't think about it at the time, but now that I'm thinking about it, it makes total sense. Uh, as far as um, the uh, the game in the second half, when the Rams were um, turning the Rams turned the football over after the T Higgins interception, was the crowd getting antsy? Was everyone in the stadium because like there wasn't really a lot of action for the majority for the majority of time there? It was kind of a dull game at some points. That was absolutely the turning point of everything. It made it, it made the Rams fans. You could start seeing people were were a little worried. Things things looked like the wheels were falling off, and it uh, you know it, it became a really good game after that. But to start the second half was really a, a kick in the stomach. You know what? Uh, what what prop bets did you manage to uh, take home here tonight? The uh, over two and a half players to throw a pass. That was a big one. Yep. I still have a lot of grading to do. I got a bunch of cup unders. Surprisingly, he won the MVP while going under. Um, but yeah, I, I still got to go through it all. It's, uh, you know, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and, and look through everything yet. Did you play the opening kickoff touchback? Yes or no? No, I had I had no money on that. Okay. That was the one that everybody was talking about during the uh, during the week obviously, you know, and and uh I think uh the books cleaned up on that one. So Jason, uh, real quick now, you're going you're going to be there at the party. Uh, team's going to be celebrating this, but we all know that the Rams have a lot of question marks now moving forward, right? What is this team oh, yeah. in your opinion going to look like next season and can they make a repeat run in your opinion? I mean, it's it's really hard to make a repeat run, you know, under the best circumstances. So 
you know, I would, I would always default to saying there's always going to be a new champion in the NFL. Uh, that's just the, the nature of, of the, the way that the national football league is structured, but, uh, they're going to have to replace a bunch of players. Uh, I think Matt Stafford will, will think about potentially retiring. I think Aaron Donald, there were some reports that he's going to enjoy himself and then consider his future. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have a lot of guys they're going to have to replace with success in the NFL is very hard to sustain, but they won the championship and tonight they get to celebrate that rate the halftime show one to 10. What would you give it? I mean, it was like a seven for me. I wasn't like super excited either way. I was, I was just happy to be there. It was, <laughs> I was looking at my phone trying about the second half. <laughs> well, uh, congratulations. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you hit your Rams bets and, Go enjoy yourself at the uh, Super Bowl party there, the celebration party there, Jason. Thanks so much. Thank you. Always fun. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Jason Weingarten, uh, coming to us live from L.A. He's going to be at the Rams uh, celebration there uh, after they beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. And, and look, the second half, when Higgins gets that touchdown, which, by the way, absolutely should have been a penalty. He grabbed Jalen Ramsey's face mask and pulled it down. But to the ref's credit, until the end of the game, they didn't throw any flags. And didn't we hear this about Ron Torbert's crew, that this was like the the, the crew, they don't call a lot of penalties? They let them play all game long. Remember that sideline push by Aaron Donald on Joe Burrow? That was absolutely clean. You know, Burrow's still in bounds. He's a runner. And Aaron Donald pushed him before he was, you know, Joe Burrow was going to the sidelines. So that was a clean play. But after that push, when the Bengals' players get in Donald's face, you could have absolutely called an unsportsmanlike conduct on several Bengals' players there. After throwing punches, for not throwing punches, but you know, they, they shoved their hands in the, in the face and all that stuff. No flag was thrown. And there was a couple of moments where I thought there could have been flags thrown. And they didn't. They let these guys play. I thought a couple of opportunities, there was some holding on uh, on some receivers. There was, I don't think really, not not. I would say more holding than pass interference, but there was definitely a couple of plays that I thought defenders got there a little early. And there was some tugs. But they let them play. We didn't see holding penalties on the offensive line, it was really a clean game except for the end. At the end of the game where the Bengals really, they they had to grab Cooper Cup at, at, at every moment. You had to. The game's on the line. He's so good at getting open and they just pull him down and you grab him and maybe one of those calls was potentially ticky-tack, but it was there. And in a big moment of the game, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to screw the Rams because they, they they don't make the call. And those other ones, the other ones were obvious. But all in all, just two penalties thrown on the Rams, four penalties on the Bengals. This was a clean football game, and credit the officials for letting these guys play out. And yes, at the end, They threw some key penalties, but you got to make those calls. You got to make those calls. 
We will continue to uh, break down this Super Bowl, take a look at what the odds are for next season. Yeah, believe it or not, we'll talk about next season coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Congratulations once again to the Rams, defeating the Bengals 23 20, winning Super Bowl 56. One of the uh, more popular prop bets, of course, was the touchback on the opening kickoff. I bet the no. I fell into the trap just like everyone did. Why? We all read the articles, we all heard the numbers. 26 of the last 28 Super Bowls, might as well now call it 26 of the last 29, have not resulted in a touchback on the opening kickoff. And then there was former NFL punter Pat McAfee, who kicked off for the Colts in their Super Bowl victory, uh, talked about how the NFL gives doesn't let the kickers touch the football. They, they don't have a chance to break it in. You get the kick, you get the ball right before kickoff. You kick the ball off, and after that kickoff, the ball gets taken out of the game, goes right to the Hall of Fame. So it's not the normal K ball that the kickers are warming up with, that the kickers are breaking in, that they're softening up. So kicking a hard, unbroken in football, it doesn't go as far. And if you watch the opening kickoff, it didn't go that far. In fact, if the Rams returner was in the end zone, probably catches that football and runs it out. But you could tell that they were told not to return anything that was in the end zone 
because whoever the returner was, and I mean, was it who was, was it Van Jefferson back there? Who who was back there for the kickoffs? Uh, was standing at the goal line, and so you could tell because they're standing at the goal line. It 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 made me believe that. The strategy there, and I guess it was Brandon Powell or whoever, I believe the strategy was you're at the goal line, anything in front of the goal line, you catch and return, anything over your head, hold your hands out, no return. And that's what happened because that ball on the opening kickoff did not land. It did not go through the end zone, and it did not land that deep in the end zone. So that means that this was something that was talked about. This was the strategy going in. We don't return anything over our heads. We stand at the goal line. We don't take anything out of the end zone, which is smart. Ever since the NFL adjusted it and put it to the 25-yard line instead of the 20-yard line, why return it? You know, the odds of you getting out to the tw- beyond the 25, not that likely. You're more likely to just get stopped, you know, probably before the 25. So it's a negative EV play, as some would say. But uh, that was a prop that I believe the house cleaned up on. And, and you know what, I, what else was pretty funny is there was the meme going around the internet from the Simpsons saying that, hey, the Simpsons predicted the score, which was Bengals 34, Rams 31. And, yes, there is a large thing around the internet about how the Simpsons has predicted things that have come true, Right. So, enough people bet the Simpsons predicted final score, or predicted, because I'll get to, I'll explain in just a second, that the sports books like FanDuel and DraftKings and whatnot adjusted the odds that to, to the point where if you looked at the odds to win. I mean, the exact scoring odds, the lines were plus 27,000, plus 50,000. We're talking 500 to 1, 270 to 1, 350 to 1, that you would get the exact score. Except 3431 was at plus 8,000. So where 3433 or 3517 or whatever was at, 410 to 1, this was just 80 to 1. They took enough bets on this to move the line. Now, think about how dumb you have to be to do this. Especially when you consider that that image going around the internet was photoshopped. It was fake. It wasn't even really in The Simpsons. In the actual Simpsons episode, it was the Miami Dolphins that played against the Bengals, not the Rams, and the score was different. (laughs) And the other image of Homer with the Go Bengals on his stomach was from a different episode years later. Someone just put it together and put it on the internet, and everyone believed it. Then again, nothing surprises me, because just look around at our society. Everyone believes everything they read on the internet, okay? So, right? I'm still uh, waiting for the government to track me. (sighs) It was fun, the game. Kind of anticlimactic at the end, though. 
Like, I really, I selfishly, I was on the over. I really wanted to see overtime. 23-23, the over hits. So, I'm very happy if that game goes to overtime. And just the way that the Bengals had that final drive, you get the Jamar Chase catch, and that is great, right? Jamar Chase gets that catch, 17 yards, and now you're thinking they don't need much to get into McPherson range. And on a third and one, the biggest play of the game, for the Cincinnati Bengals, they hand the ball off to Samaje Pirine. With all due respect, I, I, I had Samaje Pirine over his receiving yardage because I thought they'd throw to him a couple of times. But Samaje Pirine, they hand the ball off. No Joe Mixon. No Joe Burrow on a quarterback sneak or something. They hand the ball off to Samaje Pirine, and he doesn't get it. And then on fourth down, Joe Mixon sacked by Aaron Donald. They botched the final possession. What can I what more can you say? They get nine yards on first down. It's second and one. What I would have done on second and one is I would have gone for the first down. I would have ran the ball on second and one. You know it's four down territory. But I would have ran the ball on second and one instead of trying the pass on second and one and then running for it on third and one. Because then you run for it on third and one, now, now you're down to one play if you don't get it. I would have liked to have run the ball on second and one, and then I know I got two shots to get it if I miss the running play. And I give, my, I give Joe Burrow two chances. And yes, I know Joe Burrow technically had two chances because he threw the ball on second and one, just a little bit of a different mentality there. I would have ran the ball on the second and one, but that was the game right there. And at that point, I got I got to admit, it was kind of, I tweeted it out, it was kind of anticlimactic. I really thought we were going to get a McPherson try to tie the game. But hey, Donald made the biggest play of the game at that point. Well, he makes the play tackling uh, Samaj P. Ryan using his strength to pull him backwards. And then he gets the uh, pass rush there on um, on Joe Burrow at the end, which kind of made me think that he was going to win the MVP. But now what happens next season? This Rams team, Aaron Donald might not be there. He might retire. They're going to be a team that might be in transition. And we all know how difficult it is to repeat. Hasn't happened in years. You got the Kansas City Chiefs plus 750 to win the Super Bowl next year. You have the Buffalo Bills as your second favorite plus 750 as well. The Rams plus 1,000 to win. Hmm. Rams plus 1,000. Then you got Cowboys plus 1,400, 49ers plus 1,400, Bengals plus 1,400. I got to be honest with you. The way that the AFC is stacked, it's going to be very difficult for this Bengals team to get back. But kudos to them. An incredible season. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to have incredible careers. And it might not be next year, 
But at some point down the line, those two will be back in this game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.